The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Welcome to the Formula Sports Talk. We are live. Does this mic sound different? sound different to you guys? Get you your voice on yeah, it. I'm not, I'm not hosting. <laughs> yeah, the microphone stinks. Um, <laughs> we got Alex, Alex Clancy in the studio, Deborah Debris, uh, Cindy Liska. We got a full fast show. I don't know what we're talking about, but we're gonna be we're gonna go fast. We got a uh, Clancy's corner in the second hour. Deborah Debris down and dirty with Deborah in your third hour. What is this rule number three? Thinking it's it overrated. Is. It is. Okay. How how did it go last week? Alex, it went well. Well, Cindy, how did it go? It went really well. Yeah. You? We rock and rolled. Rock and roll, okay. We we no, missed no, no, no rap. We covered. We missed you. No, you but didn't. we did good. <laughs> <laughs> but we did good. Alex did a great job. Did he? We covered he a did. lot. He actually did. No, yeah. I believe he was prepared for it. I think yeah, he, he, he couldn't. He wanted it. He wanted it today too. He wanted to do it by himself today. Wanted, yeah, <laughs> he was out there slashing tires so you couldn't make it in. Yeah, I thought I saw somebody. Yeah, I came in. He was sitting in your chair. Sheet by my car, huh? I came in. He was sitting in your chair. Just trying to get comfortable. Get comfortable. <laughs> He's just warming it up for you. <laughs> Energetically feeling the vibes. Get comfortable because uh, you know sometimes you do. Sometimes you got to do it like that. Yeah. You got to like. This is what it feel like. This is what I, This is how I want it to feel. Okay. You, let me work on taking it over. So you got to think like that. If not, then you're gonna be sitting right across from me all the time. Yeah. I don't want to be, be looking at you like that. Well, you can sit across from me, but you want to be in this chair. So yeah. I don't have no problem with that at all. Yeah. At all. What's going on? Anything uh, different? New. Twenty five percent off. Twenty. Twenty. No, we gotta get. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna talk to them. Try to get. Try to get something else. But for now, all you gotta do is get some appetizers. They they show up. They don't have food there. No, just alcohol. No, but they do. Um, they're uh, connected with the Philly Cheesesteak Factory that's right next door. Like one of the most popular uh, uh, sub shops in in Old Town. So they have no overhead. Not yet. They're they're still trying to establish themselves. I wouldn't want any. You say not yet. I wouldn't want any. No. They don't have any. This just serve alcohol. Yeah. I thought about opening up a, a, a bar. You know, like a fast food. You could walk by in a old town. Yeah. Because they, they, they stay. They drink so much down there. Yeah. Right. You don't have to come in my building. There's no overhead. All all I'm doing is fixing drinks, and you keep going. But I don't know if you can carry alcohol like Vegas. Yeah. This yeah. is in Vegas. Yeah. 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 You can't carry it on the streets. Yeah. Just like when they started banning smoking, and then all of a sudden, and I think it was New York, and I'm not sure where else, where they'd bring like buses or vans in where you could go into the van and smoke. They <laughs> stuff I just so you could get it in. Doesn't is, is food it, make you drink more, though? If you're sitting there eating, aren't you going to drink more than if you just have a couple drinks and you want to go someplace well, else? Well, alcohol or just drink? Well, the whole purpose I of just having alcohol, don't you want to have food, too? Well, I think my, that might be a it happy could, hour spot, is it? No, no, but it's... Uh, what is it, fire... Um, what is it? What's the Rock name? bar? Rock bar. It's... Uh, the, you have to get a completely different license to be able to serve food as a bar, instead of having a restaurant. Uh, instead of having a restaurant and getting a liquor license to sell alcohol, I think it's way more expensive to go the other way around. Liquor license. 
Yeah. Well, just food handlers and stuff, too, all have to be certified. Most people do it the other way. They get the food first, and then they try to work mm-hmm. on their liquor yeah. license. Yeah, then you work into the, the level of liquor, you know, beer yeah. and wine, and you work up to the hard stuff. Yeah, you, could, yep, yeah. you get the beer and wine, exactly. That's, right. mm-hmm. That's the construction yeah. talking. Anything new, Deborah, Cindy? Yeah, doing One Life Radio tomorrow, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, KF, uh, KFXR, 1190 AM at... Uh, KLFR. No, KF. XR. It's One Life Radio in Dallas, Fort Worth area. We're going to be talking about... uh, What kind of station is that? One mic. One Life. Oh, One Life. Yeah, Uh, One Life Radio. It's an A. Welcome back, Kwame. I was thinking, I was thinking, no. That sounds like a Christian. Is this the party to who I am speaking? (laughs) That sounds like a Christian station, One Life. So, Uh, okay. uh, We're going to be talking... uh, talking football, we're going to be talking concussions and uh, why everybody's focused on concussions and how to be able to stop them, which we never will, but we're going to be looking at the symptoms and what we can do about the symptoms in order to have a better quality of life. There's different um, scenarios. Know when there's a concussion. Uh, know it's for a football player, for an athlete, you got to change their mentality. And I don't know if you change their mentality, then the game changes. So... You know. Well, this is the thing. I mean, everybody's getting, uh, you know, let's get a different helmet. Let's put more pads in the helmet. Let's, That's you know, let's get that. Well, exactly. Let's get uh, more rules and more penalties. And the bottom line to all that is guys are still running into guys. Guys are still falling on the ground. They're still rattling their bodies and their heads, whether it's helmet to helmet or not. And it's going to happen not only in football, but a lot of other sports, just like talking to uh, Junior about baseball, Junior Spivey. It happens in baseball, too, which, you know, I didn't even realize until he mentioned it. Yes, yeah, slide, um, and you can get a concussion or get hit in the head. Well, with the, yeah, and you go flying out to grab a ball, and you'll mm-hmm. slam onto the ground. So, sure. you know, my whole thing is, you know, I've got ways to help the symptoms so there can be a better quality of life and the pain and the stress and the headaches and the forgetfulness and depression and all those type of things can be minimized. Yeah, it's funny that uh, after LT retired, um, I remember in the in the two thousands when he I'll was sad about that putting up. Well, but when he was putting up those gaudy numbers and everything, you know, the eighteen hundred yard season, twenty eight touchdowns, whatever, uh-huh. he would always run out of bounds instead of making instead of trying to get those extra couple yards. And it would, I think, would piss off the defenseman as much as I mean, as much as anything, because all you want to do is nail that guy, and he's running out of bounds before you can. He's saving his quality of life, and people called him a, a baby, called him a sissy. He's going to be the one to be able to think in 10 years. I used to call receivers that, but, but LT had a strong stiff arm. I, I've never seen anybody stiff arm. Any, Especially 5'7". Li- yeah, and, and linebackers. Guys bigger than him is just throw them to the ground. Not just get off me, but like slam them to the ground. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. Well, you think of a wide receiver, too, when they're going for a ball. I mean, think of you know Larry Fitzgerald when we watch some of the plays that he makes where he's flying through the air, grabbing the ball with his fingertips, mm-hmm. and then slams onto the ground. Now, nobody hit him. But he still got hit. Right, and I, I, I just call. Uh, I just get so mad at receiver. I say, stop, sli- stop falling and ducking. Um, but you know what? I want to hit you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just get mad. I say, stop falling and ducking. They'll catch the ball. And Isaac Bruce is one of the guys I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Ike, stop falling, stop ducking all the time. And but you know what? He don't. He didn't have that many concussions. Yeah, I mean, look, and look at Wes Walker. Wes Walker yeah. catch the ball and and sit down. Instead of instead of going for the extra three or four yards, I mean he's not as big as as some of the other receivers, but um, well, and it, you got they they have a mouthpiece now that you're supposed to wear, you should wear, um, supposed to prevent the uh, concussions, so your mouth wouldn't rattle. I don't know if you even seen that boxing match with the uh, uh, what's his name. It happened like June six. The guy who fought Mayweather. And oh, Bra- is it Brady? No, no, not, not, not Brady. May, no, no, Mayweather. 
I can't I think of his name, but he got his jaw broken because he, he had a mouthpiece in. Bradley? No, not no, Bradley. it's a wrong fight. Yeah. He had his mouth uh, open, and a guy hit him and just timed it up, right. broke his jaw. He ended up quitting. He would Well, it was a close fight anyway. But now it's the mouthpiece that's supposed to prevent concussion. Then they had a certain helmet. Helmet. Well, Helmet stuff, that comes yeah. right to your um, right. jaw area. Well, the, think about it, though. You can have a helmet on, you can be padded up and have everything on, and all of a sudden your head is turned slightly and somebody slams you, and what happens to the back of the neck? Those little nerves and vertebras and stuff in the back of the neck, all of a sudden they're tweaked big time. Yeah. Yeah, pay attention, but, Peyton. Yeah. And my uh, new addiction right now <laughs> after this weekend is the, I've been watching the Euro all weekend Euro? since like last Thursday. Um, soccer players. Heading the ball. I mean, just heading the ball. That's, that's the part number, of the number game. One sport. And that's right. I think that's the number one sport. People, so much amazing. emphasis on football. That's the number one sport because they head the ball all yeah. the time. Yeah. Well, and it even goes past concussions and that type of thing into the stress that players are put under, which is, um, you know, constantly being in a survival mode when they're out on the field and yet not having the skills and the tools of knowing how to build the resilience when they're off the field or even on the sidelines so they can come back and do it again and balance their parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system so they have some, again, quality of life and longevity of life both. Well, those guys are in there the whole game. There's not a pad on them. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. is The thing with soccer is that they fake injuries so much that you don't know which ones are real or not. Well, I know which ones are real when they, or possibly real when they get hit in the head. Because a lot of times, you know, they can get kneed and kicked in the head, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll people are on the ground every, every uh, I don't know. I mean, every pass, it seems like somebody's on the ground, you know, holding their knee, they do, they holding do their head, holding their... flopping, too. <laughs> I mean, that is that is the floppiest sport of, of them all. Italy was the worst at that, too. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Flopping. It, yeah, I mean, uh, to... to uh, to uh, uh, get away from a fast break or something or a, or a breakaway, you know, people will fall down and, and call bloody murder and then w- get up and walk walk over. But you don't know. It, part of it, they don't have the timeout. They don't have, it's not like football, any other sport where you get timeouts. You what can is it? Stop. Is it 90 minutes? It's uh, 90 minutes running. Goodness gracious. And then they keep track, but they soccer. don't have, they only get three subs in a game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they don't get those in a match, Cindy. In a match, in a match, in a Cindy. Match. Sorry, in a match. <laughs> but they don't, you know, they don't get the timeouts. They don't get they they play the whole game. Yeah, they but play. they're not running. I mean, they half are. the game they're just standing around. If it depends if, on what position you're playing. Yeah, so them four, oh, them you, you have the center the forwards run, run the whole the game. Yeah, well, not when they're on defense. I mean, you have the center midfield. Well, depending on uh, corner kicks and everything, center the, the midfielders are the ones that run the most. But yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's like I have no idea. I mean, soccer's not really a you have not, no really, idea about not really strength uh, in my in my knowledge. I mean, it just it seems like you have this upper echelon of you know ten or fifteen exemplary players in the world, and everybody else is just kind of hey, average. Not um, they all kind of yeah. Earlier this year, starting the season, not nationally ranked, but you know, get into the World Series and win the World Series. Uh, what's the coach's name? Lopez uh, down in oh, down U of in a, Tucson. Tucson. Yeah. How, how, how great is that for these yeah. guys? Not this is what I like about. This, Sports, then you can come out of nowhere. St. Louis Rams were four and twelve one year. Next year they win a Super Bowl. How did they change? What mentality changed? So you take that mentality into um, your business. That's right. And and like earlier, you want to sit in the seat. Well, imagine you sitting in the seat. This seat is nothing really. But but to my point is change your mentality and approach it that way because they went against the South Carolina who had. They was back to back national championship, world. I mean, uh, college world series champions, um, and University of Arizona Wildcats. And we we here in Sun Devil Country, <laughs> out in this area, 
give props where props is due. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I don't understand somebody who can go to ASU and say, oh, I'm not rooting for them team. You you live in Arizona. You That's went right. to a school in Arizona. Root for that team right now because they're coming up. To the coach, to um, Andy Lopez, they didn't come out of anywhere. He thought he had this team right here sitting uh, primed to win a World Series or, or go that far. So they get it, and those guys play unconscious. Yeah, in yeah. South Carolina's first year, they were unranked, too. They were, the, they were the darling of that World Series. I love college football, I mean, college baseball, the World Series thing, because you have to prove yourself. It's not a one-game thing like the NCAA tournament. You you go to super regionals, you go to quadruple super regionals, and you go to the World Series, and <laughs> yeah. like you, you have to. Semi, the, what is yeah. it? A big single, the big semi, or something like that? Yeah, it's uh, and and you know they. I mean, South Carolina has been. They were seven and zero in elimination games since they started two years ago in the World Series, and they had a chance last night. They were had the bases loaded with one out after Arizona puts up three runs in the top of the ninth, and you know they they almost get a double play to end the game, which was a double play, but uh, the um called another bad call. Uh, but it was um, it, it, was, it was just it was just good to see if if you watch the College World Series, you see that people play so many. They still play so many games that a winner is well deserved. You know, I, it's not I, like it's not like a, like a Davidson or whatever in the NCAA tournament that right. makes that makes this ridiculous run for six games and wins the championship. Yeah, I, I like that you give your chance your pitching chance to play with the three games, the yeah. different games, because in, because like Alex said. In baseball, you have so many opportunities to get it done. Yep. You can be that. You can lose a game and still win the national championship or World Series championship, college World Series championship, and that's good. Congratulations to U of A, those Wildcats down there. Um, I wonder if they're having a party because we need to get down there somehow. <laughs> that that would be great. There's nothing we, fun already. in Tucson. Well, we can't already. golf courses. We can't get to Miami, and Miami's <laughs> still <they're> free, celebrating. <laughs> if they're free, you'll go I'll, down there. Yeah, because gas costs, so it balances out. Yeah. We'll take a break. We come by. We get into our second segment. In that segment, we got Clancy's Corner. We'll talk a little bit more uh, sports around the world, around the sports world, I should say. Maybe just in Arizona. Quamala Sports Talk. We'll be back in the near future. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Kwame Last Sports Talk. We, uh, I think our conversations off the air are more better than the ones on the air. But thank you for <laughs> listening, all five of you guys out there, um, and most of them. Why are you jumping up and down? We're most of them listening for Deborah's in uh, this room. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll set up some bleachers here in the studio so people can come in. You know, I, you know, I like I like a pack house in the studio. I really yeah. do, and and it's gonna get there. Uh, we gotta uh, when Alex take over. We can do location, but. They charge so much here to do location, and yeah. we not making what they gonna charge. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I do radio because I, I like radio. Yeah. I, I like to smile. I like to have fun. It's not. I don't get too serious where it's a problem after the show. Right. I don't. I don't yeah. like that atmosphere. You don't That's need a stupid the, don't atmosphere. Need the tweets. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's a problem. We. I just tell Chad Ochocinco about that. Yeah, tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeting, um, but I did uh, Bertrand Bragg's Beach Train. I did his show yesterday, which was fun. They have, they have a good show. They are always on location. Mm-hmm. He's on um, the Fan Ten Sixty. We were at the uh, Rudy's Barbecue on I Ten and at Chandler I Ten and Chandler, east of the Ten. Cool Chandler. Rudy's barbecue. They got two barbecues over there. You guys know. Oh, by over on the by where I that. I got a pack of lunch is? to get there. So. Yeah, you, you gotta get out that high rent district. <laughs> on the east side. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know it, it wasn't a bad place. I just didn't. I didn't eat. Next time they on location, I'm going where they have food. And uh, well, again, <laughs> but it was a good show, man. He and Mike um, Bertrand and Mike, they do a pretty good show. Uh, most times they had right Toyota and right Honda. So, all right, uh, Sandusky. Let's talk Sandusky real quick before we get into uh, you yeah. said. Oh, I you actually, want, I kind of felt sorry for him. Is that felt the sorry wrong for thing? Who? I know. You're yeah, the one that had him on a stake. Uh, I know I did. Ago. I know I, I knew I was going to get yelled at. But, you know, something like that. You, I think he needed awesome. help. I think he needed, I mean, it's he something. Needed help. Them kids he needed, needed help. help. The kids needed help. But something, it's something that should have been. Had it been addressed at the time that it was going on, Any the man, kids could have gotten help. He could have gotten help. I don't think it's something that you choose to be. Any adult um, or any person touch my kids, male or female, I'm taking them off the planet. Oh, yeah, I agree. Off yeah, the planet. I mean, I agree. if it wasn't in University Park, Happy Valley, if it was in, like, Gainesville or, uh, you know, another big college town, another big city, it would have been different. But because because it's such a tight-knit family there, it's like, I mean, it's cover-up status. You know, no, because... Now we, well, and that's the sole money maker for the athletic program. Now, what's going to happen to their athletic department? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the one thing that chills me is that all of these things were reported. What in '95 or '97 when they started? He had that foundation since the early '70s. He should. So have who knows what would have happened yeah. with all those people? You know, the, all the fifty. We talked about this last week about how all those people are probably close. You know, upwards of fifty years old. What what do they have to gain for coming out and saying, "Yeah, he did that to me too"? One of the things I didn't understand was. He did some of his stuff in his house, and his wife was there. And his wife denied that, though. She, she, was, no. did, she was in denial. Understand. She denied it, but she was. Yeah. Well, she, she was denied in seeing it, but she didn't deny knowing it. Yeah. Well, the thing energetically, you know when something's going going down. Right. I mean, you right. can feel it. You know something's not right, yeah. even if you don't know exactly what it is. And now his adopted son Matt has come out and said this was going on with him too. He touched Matt too. Oh yeah. Yep. And Matt was awesome. adopted out of allegedly out of the allegedly. second mile. Yeah. He allegedly touched. <laughs> allegedly, him. Yeah, yeah, he did. Allegedly, he touched him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, shoot, I don't, I don't know if um, this guy, this, this, this did happen a lot early, like '95, and he was allowed to hang around the program. And he was, he was brought around by the cops. Came to him, and in the late '90s, and then it just kind of went away. Well, I could, I, there's nothing. 
there's nothing about him that I can feel sorry for. Mm-hmm. I feel, yeah. and he's going to be on a, suicide watch. I don't think he's going to make it. First of all, I don't he think don't he's going to make it. He he wants to die. Well, because he here's might. the thing: you have you have a lifetime sentence. You're going to have to be in solitary or something close to it. Otherwise, you get killed the first night you're there. Right. Mm-hmm. He won't live until his seventieth birthday. This is a Joe Paterno thing. Sixty-eight. This is a Joe Paterno thing where Joe Paterno, you know, was I guess in good health. He was in the he was in the booth, coaching from the booth. But he died two weeks after this stuff happened. He's a fighter, so I thought if this never happened. Joe Paterno still, <clears throat> excuse me, he's still alive. Right, even though he has can- he had cancer. Like he's a fighter. This, this he's a fighter. Yeah, he's a fighter. but uh, Sandusky, if he doesn't, uh, you know, take his own life, he he will be dead by the age of seventy. Well, they're talking really appeal, and I think of appeal as a, is like the worst thing he could possibly do. Appeal? You putting people through that again? Absolutely. I know it's the worst thing he could possibly do. Well, he also wanted to go on. He also wanted to go on the stand and have have the prosecutors rip him apart. He wanted so. to go on the stand. Well, yeah, yeah, the opposite side of him going on the stand was bringing his adapted son on. Okay, two words that for that is Bob Costas. I mean, anybody heard right. that? Uh, how about uh, Lorraine and Bobby? Um, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Venus Williams losing the first round. We got Clancy's corner. <laughs> and she didn't even just lose. <clears throat> Straight set. She she's, got crushed. She's, she's thirty two with an with an uh, autoimmune uh, right, she's uh, got disease. Issues. Yeah. So yeah. there's no way. She, mean, you don't think she can be a champion again? No. No. No way. No. Because I, I'm I mean, scared to count, I'm scared to count champions. I mean, out. Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova won in their Chris early thirties, and that was it. She's like me. Okay. Well, let's let let's focus <laughs> off Kwame right side, now. Side note. <laughs> I used, to, no, I used to like Chris Everett. She was she was dominant in tennis. Oh, she yeah. was a good person. Okay, so yeah, what's uh, Clancy Corner about? Let's Clancy go on that. Corner, first of all, it's brought to you by Rock Bar, <laughs> Old Town Scottsdale, Fifth and Craftsman. 25%. Go in there, tell a bartender Clancy's Corner, you get twenty percent off your your bar tab. Alex and Brian, uh, uh, you know they have a good product over there. Twenty percent so is check pretty good. Yeah. Oh, you've you've come around. That's no, great. I'm not coming around. I'm saying <laughs> for, you, for, for y'all, tip. for somebody else. Yeah. yeah. For other table. people. Yeah, for other people. Twenty percent <laughs> is good. If I come in there, I need a drink on the house, and um, I need a uh, driver. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm writing this down. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Would you go, please? Yeah. Oh, wait, okay. Wait, so, um, in lieu of all of the bounty scandals and whatnot in New Orleans, one thing is kind of being overshadowed more than it would have been if if there was no bounty scandal. Uh, Drew Brees is still not. Uh, a participating member of the New Orleans Saints team. This guy crushed Dan Marino's single-season passing record last year. Without Drew Brees, there would have been no uh, success in the New Orleans organization. And he's still not signed. So here's the thing. He's not getting any younger. Uh, he's, he's almost guaranteed that he's going to have a deal done by the, by the deadline. But you don't have the coach for the whole year. You don't have your interim coach is out for the first six or eight games, I believe. Six. Uh, yeah, and you have Jonathan Vilma out for the whole year, uh, if not more, including the playoffs. What is his motivation to come back this year? So, so he's he's over thirty. Okay, this year could in essence be a waste because they don't have the the necessary components that they had when they won the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that he should. Leave because he probably won't because he's going to get over twenty million dollars a year. I mean, there the the differentiation between contract uh, dispute is you know a million or two a year, which is a lot of money. But in, in the whole thing, it's really not. It's about a ten percent upgrade or downgrade from what he wants. I don't know. You know, motivation wise, I don't know. What first of all, why they're keeping him? I mean, why they're keeping from signing him, especially when you have a coach on the field, and your head coach is out for the year. Why don't you sign him the first thing? first thing we need to do is sign this guy's ass right now. Drew Brees. Yeah. See, a little Spanish in there for you. Um, <laughs> I agree. Uh, Drew Brees needs to be signed right now. When you got $21 million 
Drew Brees could have broke Dan Marino's record a year ago, a year or two ago, mm-hmm. uh, easily. Uh, but the stats and the personal stats wasn't his thing. It was getting to the Super Bowl. When they finally got to the Super Bowl, I think one of the reasons why he's staying is the loyalty. What he did to that city of New Orleans is he revived, he revived that city. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to leave, given everything that probably don't have a chance of winning. They still have their offense. They don't have their defense leader. They got a backup. At, they got a few backups at linebacker. They never had a secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, Porter was there, but... They're sharper. And sh- <laughs> they never had a secondary. <laughs> <laughs> sharper. Um, I love Sharper from Virginia. Sharper image. Sharper image. I love, yeah. <laughs> Give me a good pen. But they, um, they don't really have a legitimate chance, given everything that's on paper, of winning. But I, I won't count these guys out who's been there and, and what doing the CBA and what Drew Brees did with that offense while the CBA was going. And that's why they was able to be so successful and productive on the field uh, during the season. And that defense, you know, that defense didn't get together like they did. They're missing their head coach. Peyton is out for a year. Uh, I thought that was harsh. But he being the head coach, is, is it warrants the uh, suspension. He uh, being warned a couple times warrants the suspension. Um also, the defensive coordinator is out uh, just because of what's on tape. Mm. What's on tape? People say this all the time in the locker room, but the fact that they have it on tape on, and, and he's and is too outspoken, even with John uh, Vilman. My thing with uh, Roger Goodell is he is the judge and the jury. Mm-hmm. There's nobody to go up above him. So if he's if he's going to be stern and he's going to find you i mean you have to really really plead your case and i think that's what Vilma do Vilma went even as far as a lawsuit to this guy right. like defamation of character i think it is mm-hmm. um but 20 something 21 million dollars or 20 million dollars and they are million dollars apart What's a million dollars apart when Drew Brees is arguably the top three quarterbacks in the league? Yeah. Well, they just picked up eight million by having the coach set out. Not yeah. that that's part of the player <laughs> negotiation, yeah, but three million, yeah, three million for Vilma because yeah, because yeah, yeah. the coach is not getting paid. But right. you know, his, most time coaches' contracts are guaranteed, like all of it. Mm-hmm. They they have no. Um, it's not like players where you see this guy holding out and you wonder why he's not holding out, but mm-hmm. it's for that. Signing bonus. That's the only thing pretty much guaranteed, mm-hmm. unless you have conduct detrimental, where they can take. It. A significant amount from you. Mm-hmm. Um, coaches don't have that. Yeah, well, you got to see that uh, the NFL this year will tell with New Orleans how truly important a head coach is. And in my in my opinion, the NFL head coaches are the most important coaches for any sport. Like basketball, you know, you have your talent or you don't. There's not really much you can do. You can make the playoffs, but you can't win the big one. You can't win the big series if you don't have the talent. The NFL, you need unless you're Peyton Manning, unless you're Tom Brady, and maybe Drew Brees after this year, you need a head coach to call the plays. You need an, you need an OC. You need a defensive coordinator. You need people. I go back to even the um, the U of A game, baseball game. I thought the coaches did a great job. Uh, managers, those kids. The college is different though. But, but they, yeah, in college, I think the coach, unless you have a handful of superstars like they do down in the SEC. Um, and maybe spread it out in the U in the Pac-10 or Pac-12 now. I think that coach is most important if he can manage that game, like in baseball. I think he managed that game well last night because you can easily get into your mind that we playing South Carolina. They just won two straight. Well, he reminded those guys that you hear and you hear for a reason. None of those guys are high projections to go to the um, MLB. 
uh, but they played together and they win. And that's what I like about the New England Patriots. They played together and they win. We only know about two or three superstars on the Patriots team. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, the, that's the thing. When we look at New Orleans, too, what's going on right now, they're losing continuity, they're losing the culture of the team, and they're losing momentum. Uh, and by not signing Drew Brees, it's not helping the matter in any way, shape, or form. Well, sure, and, th- and that's why they're losing the continuity is because two of their, both of their leaders aren't in camp right now. Right. right. You know, yeah. Peyton and Drew Brees. I don't know. With Arizona, though, the one thing the coach that I had a little question that I was questioning. You may? Yeah, you put your, you put your freshman closer out there um, who was obviously rattled before he went out there. You could see people trying to pump him up in the dugout. You don't have somebody that's, that's a junior or senior that, that can get the job done. Because they him. almost, well, sure, but he got lucky. They had bases loaded with one out, and they had. Isn't the, he from they, Chaparral? Uh, I don't know. They had I know sh- he has a big Brian Wilson beard. That's all. Yeah, I know. he. I think the <laughs> the good. I, I like to see this. Like where you are, or where you from. You see that guy on the mound. He's a freshman, but good for that coach. They're having that confidence and and giving that guy that experience because push him to the limit. Now he yes. can do anything. Exactly. Okay, now, but they got lucky. Next year he gonna say, he "I've been it. here before." He might. He was rattled and scared mm-hmm. to death. Probably. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't be? But he got uh, through it. Somebody he that had been there before yeah, would have well, been scared and rattled. Well, their pitcher who started the game didn't pitch in three weeks because he didn't have to go into that rotation, which I thought I liked that about baseball because of the, what you said earlier, how many rounds in the semifinals, finals, the super, super semi <clears throat> that they have to go through. I, I like that. But, you know, you put that freshman guy out there, uh, he gets rattled, he's nervous. You, you give a couple pitches, uh, a couple strikes, a couple balls. Get his nerves back, and now he's been in that situation. Next year, he can go into that. Next year, he can go into the Pac-12 as shoot. I played in the World Series. I've been here. A different confidence. He can well, go and into. not only does he do it, can he have that n- um, next level of confidence? But anybody else around him who sees him doing it can go, well, shoot. If he can do it, I can do it. Right, and it changes. It changes a lot of things about that. Cindy, you got a lot on your nose. You want to talk about it when we come back? Oh, do you see they're all scribbled out? What we, uh, we already we talk- covered them all. Are we cut them all? Yeah. That mean, that means we good. Yeah. Kwame Last Sports Talk, we'll be back in the third segment. We got down and dirty with Deborah. We'll get into something before we get down and dirty. I'm sure. I'm going to get some coffee. I know it's going to make my peace thing. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you 
Might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. I'll get you there. You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I land. But you won't take this Welcome back to Kwame Last of the Sports Talk. Kwame is uh, grabbing some coffee. I don't know where he's at. Oh, he just walked in. Uh, He's picking up trouble too. Getting a stink on. Oh, Mr. Jenkins. Um, Kwame, Cindy, Deborah, Alex Clancy in studio. We're giving hugs. Mr. Jenkins, please sit down. That's how we do. That's how we do around here. We show, we spread all kind of love around here. Show the love. Show the love. How (laughs) you doing? We got in the studio Marte Jenkins. He's uh, all over the valley now. You, You can't, you can't be still, huh? I can't. You demand. I'm working. We got a uh, tournament. We was uh, <clears throat> the flyer. Deborah has the flyers over there. I think Deborah about to read the flyer for us. <laughs> oh, I can read the flyer for a second annual celebrity bowling tournament coming up. Marte Jenkins and Kwame Lasseter Don't say are his presenting name first. it. Oh. You said it's on the thing for Sam. Yeah. Just going, right. just going by the way it shows. So Saturday, September eighth. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say not Kwame. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, September eighth. Make sure to get a hold of uh, even Cindy Liska seven zero two five seven two seven one seven three and. Uh, that doesn't get me a date. I don't know what will. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sign up, folks. This is a big deal. Gonna have a lot of fun. A lot of uh, celebrities out there and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna rock and roll. Cindy, I like you want to date real bad. They they dating down on Van Bruen real quick. Okay, you get immediate. Well, now now, say now we're back to pay to play. Pay to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing good about having a date. Maybe we can do something at the bowling event for Cindy. Uh, maybe when, we when a date with Cindy? Yeah, when a date with Cindy. Okay, you well, bowl a couple of strikes in a row. Maybe we can. You know, we'll see three, if you're gonna do it for Cindy. You got to do it for me too. You know who so. it'll be? Yeah, it'll be Mark Maddox. Yeah, it'd be dating Mark. You be because he run, he throws strikes all the time. Yeah. Or myself. Mm-hmm. Thank God she doesn't have a mic right now. <laughs> it's awesome. Good timing for that. Man, what are we talking about? The uh, We're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you know, I, we never know where the show going to go, but we got you here. What's going on? Man, I'm uh, doing all right. I'm great. You good? Okay. Can't complain. Okay. Well, we were, I, I'm glad I give you the, uh, we're going to meet afterwards, but I'm glad you know the time now, 9 to 10. You come to the show when we over and gone. <laughs> last week, these oh, guys yeah. were yeah, yeah, Alex was, last week. Yeah, Alex was running the show. I, I guess all these guys were here, and they say the ratings went up. They did. I wasn't here. The ratings went up. Something's not right. It sounds about right. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> you look, I want this coffee, boy. I'm going to yeah, drink no, my coffee. You hear uh, Drew Brees this morning on, uh, I think it was Dan Patrick. He talked about, uh, he thinks, I mean, there's a chance that because Sean Payton, you know, he's not fighting the he's not fighting the suspension and Vitt wasn't fighting it. Greg Williams obviously can't fight it because he's an idiot if he were to. But... They think that there might be other sanctions that are like held above their head. So, so like, hey, if you fight this, I'm gonna, gonna get you out of the league up. forever. That's yeah. possibly. Yeah, I, yeah. You gotta have some naked pictures of somebody just yeah. in case you need. Talk em. to Brett Favre about that. Yeah, yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> that was uh, somebody that took his camera because I put my like. You put your what? I, I put my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I put my phone in my locker, and we play so much. Uh, you know, guys, you close with. They'll take my phone, or I take their phone, and, and send something, take something crazy, not that Brett Favre crazy, but and then send it off. Yeah. It happens. That's why I don't believe it was Brett Favre. Isn't that what the security lock thing is for? Yeah, we got down and dirty with Deborah. This is the nice segue back when they didn't have security did, yeah. locks on the phones. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is yeah. Did you guys have when the phones were brick black? Yeah, were yeah. there cell phones when you played? <laughs> no, they were. Um, they were Zach Morris, Marcus, baby. Yeah, like the pimps have in their car. They're like real phones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, down and dirty with Deborah. Rule number three: thinking is overrated. So for those of you, I've got a diagram and some things that are going out on the website uh, tomorrow. Go to yourclearedge.com under the radio button, and you'll be able to hear this part of the recording as well as get the PDF. 
But here's what I want you to understand, that the conscious mind, and this is really important to know, that the conscious mind, its language is words. It analyzes, criticizes, it perceives information using the five senses, and it's very logical, intellectual, and things have to make sense. But it's also the place where you make choices. It's the CEO of the brain. It's the place of free will. Now, your subconscious mind, which actually takes up about 90% of your thinking, the subconscious mind, its language is pictures and symbols. Things don't have to make sense. Anything is possible in the subconscious mind. It stores all the data that's coming in through your senses, but it's also the place of all your emotions, your self-doubt, your worry, your concern, your happiness, your love, your joy, your peace. Now, what does that mean when it comes to sports? Well, one thing you need to know is, um, you know, when when should you be thinking and when do you need to shut down your thinking so that you can have that high performance? Because both your subconscious mind and your conscious mind are extremely important to high performance. It's what gives you the edge that athletes are always looking for to succeed. So here's a couple examples. Motivation. Somebody's trying to get motivated. If they're using their conscious mind, they're thinking about what's going to motivate them. They're talking about it in a logical sense, and that's never going to get them motivated. Or if it does, it's going to be very short term. The subconscious mind is where motivation really comes from. That's where you get the emotional charge, where you imagine what's possible. When you can imagine and create a picture of your win, and that meets the emotional aspect of the win, now you become highly motivated. When I work with guys that are injured, now this is a very tricky area because in your conscious mind, it becomes aware of the pain. And then it also brings up in the subconscious mind very clear, very highly charged emotional memories that flood the player with all the self-doubt and the fear because they're remembering what it was like when they were hurt. But here's, here's the whole key to this. The secret to all this is you've got to be able to go to your subconscious mind in order to in order to be able to get past that remembering of the pain, in order to get past the self-doubt and the fear. Because if you talk about it, keep in mind, we go back to the conscious mind as language. And when you speak about it and you just say, you know, you know what, I'm going to do fine, everything is great, that may work for a little while, but as soon as you get under pressure, all those memories flood back over you and you're SOL again. So we've got to be able to get past the logical mind into the subconscious mind in order to make the change. So I've got several other examples out here. Go to the website, check it out. Um, you know, you'll know how to uh, get past and, and create more confidence and also why when you're trying to learn a new play or new techniques, why you need to be able to involve your subconscious mind because the <coughs> conscious mind only understands the struggle. And the website is deborahatyourclearedge.com. There's a phone number up there, too, but you can uh, email Deborah at uh, DeborahJoeClearEdge.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you made it real simple. Huh? I'm telling you. Uh, one of those things, you laughing at me? One of the interesting things that you said, uh, well, it, go ahead, involuntary bodily functions is one of the subconscious mind uh, components is Correct. what I have written down here. Correct. Uh, so when, when you're unconscious, you know, when you're playing basketball and you make eight or nine in a row, you're not thinking, you're just playing, you're reacting. Like that, it can go very, very positive or very, very negative, right? Correct. I mean, if yeah. Mike Miller, which is why, which is yeah, which is why the conscious mind is important as well, and knowing when to think and when not to think. When you're practicing, you're more in your thinking mind. You're analyzing the plays. You're watching what's going on. You're hearing the calls, and you're doing it repetitively. So that's that's great, and that works in practice. When you get to the game, you need to have everything in place so that you're playing from a very instinctual level. I, I know athletes is kind of it's kind of different. Uh, 
but I've seen it on both accounts that um, pain-wise. When some guys get hurt, they they still want to be out there. But mm-hmm. some guys, when they get hurt, first time they get out there, they're thinking about the pain again, and, and then they go back into or they don't play as aggressively mm-hmm. as they normally would. If you're out there, you just got to go hard. And, and But there are some guys that think about the pain when they're out there. And I, I could never understand that, but maybe because I was just on the opposite end of it. I was, to- I was taught or brainwashed to ignore pain, so we played hurt all the time, and we had to be out there. Or a lot of times it was your job was in jeopardy. You well, should never lose your job to an injury, but I've seen guys lose their jobs to absolutely. injury. Absolutely. Well, and this time. goes back to our <laughs> earlier discussion when we were talking about concussions and the stress and everything that players go through, is players have been taught to, from little boys all the way up, they've been taught to will themselves through the pain. And because they can go unconscious during the game, which is a good thing because then you're instinctual and you continue to play, that's okay. The problem becomes is when they're off the field then, now the pain starts to flood over their body and they don't necessarily have have or been taught the skills to be able to deal with the pain when they're not in that high adrenaline situation. That's why I say, um, you know, I, I, was one of, I was one of the guys, and there was plenty of guys like me, plenty. Um, I said, well, it's going to hurt either way, whether I'm in the game or on the sideline, so I just go hard. Right. Um, this is why I think the game would change if guys can't play hurt. If you can't play hurt, the the, the the whole chemistry or the whole what we think football is, physicalness of it, mm-hmm. is going to change. You're going to have a lot of guys getting big contracts and sit out. Yeah. Football's a huge business now. I thought I knew it was a business. Well, I learned that it was a business probably in my third year uh, when I seen guys that meant something to the team were able mm-hmm. to be let go. I thought that was crazy. Right. So now they just writing checks. It's almost like blank checks, huh? What you want? You say you want uh, $30 million? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were giving these guys f- for nothing. They can't even practice like we practiced Marte back in the day. They can't go two days and pass. We right. had, I oh, had, yeah. I had two, yeah, two days or, you know, just shorts and helmets for half of that. And you know how the theory was back in the day. It was like you can play hurt, but you can't play injured. Right. So right. It was, it, but it's a fine line between being hurt and being injured. Oh, so yeah. they consider concussions being hurt. So that's well, why people and got who's, back on the field and played. And who's to determine? Because in the, in the process of the game, when a player is either hurt or injured, the player's going to say, I'm good, good. Right. I'll be back in. There's yeah. no there's no real Dr. Alex that uh, – right. That would say uh, this has this guy has a concussion because a football player going uh, well there was one one guy J J McCleskey but uh, outside of that guy you know I've seen uh, Eric Hill we had him on the show just destru- uh, it's almost like he went into a brick wall and you know what he did he went in his sock got some smelling salt put it on his nose and went back in I knew this guy was dazed I knew I couldn't believe that the uh, Andre Ware the tight end for the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Got back up. I can't believe either one of them got up. Yeah. Put some smell of snow on his nose and went back. But another thing, the whole, you know, it also depends on what sport you play. Because in, in the NBA and the major leagues, your contracts are guaranteed. So you can sit if you're hurt. That's in football, pr- everything is, they're talking all this bounty stuff. You have to you have to make numbers to get paid more, right? It's a, it's an incentive. You're a salesman. It's an incentive-based. It's a statistic game. Yeah. So why would you, you get a concussion. You're, you know, you're two tackles. You're, you're 15 yards away from getting a bonus. Right. Why would you not say, oh, you know, I'll be okay for the next couple plays. It takes one more play to make that on the field. I also seen uh, organizations and, and coaches knowing this guy needs 500 more yards and he can pass for 500 right. yards in two games and sit him out. Um, Boomer Sison, I've seen this guy uh, miss uh, miss out on 500 yards. Yeah. This is coming off a uh, close to 400 yard game, three touchdowns, we win a uh, game, and all of a sudden he's hurt drastically. But from where? But he if he gets some more, if he hit another mark. Um, with his numbers, he gets five hundred. When he's miles. coming out of somebody's well, and pocket, and doesn't it go right. back to your like when I started playing? I did gymnastics and played baseball when I was starting at six years old. First thing I ever learned from my coach was suck it up. 
They, that's yeah, exactly they, right. Suck it up, push it down. You know, what do you want? And when you learn that at six, it's ingrained in your brain. Mm. Your guys come up and say, which, "I got my bell wrong." They, they do that. Right. That's a concussion, probably. Right. I, I, well, and this is the thing. When we look at what happens in the game, is one thing. You know, again, football is football, and to change it too much, it's no longer football. Right. But it's what are you going to do off of the field that I'm concerned about when you're on the sideline and when you're at home. When all of a sudden you're having to deal with this alone, because who are you going to talk to? If you talk to anybody, there's a possibility that you're going to lose your job because right. now you're weak, you're a wuss, we don't know if we can count on you to play. When and there's things that you can do to help yourself in those circumstances if the guys will raise their hand and say, yeah, tell me about it. When you leave the facility, nobody else care about you. Uh, as far right. as your concussion, mm-hmm. and the team don't have to deal with, deal with you. They take care of you while you're there. That's why we can't go to other doctors and say, well, we got doctors on the site. So, that's right. And, yeah. and that's why, that way they can control the whole environment that's right. of what it is. Oh, I mean, yeah. Roger, and Roger Goodell is looked at as a villain here. I thought he was he's for a while. He's a villain to me. Well, yeah, but listen, he's trying to protect head. everybody and he's getting, yeah, he's getting, he's getting annihilated for it. I never he's trying to plan. make, he's trying to make, well, but he's, he's looking at the numbers. He's looking at the class action lawsuit with the 1,400 people coming out with, with all the workman's comp, quote unquote, uh, uh, well, they're trying, they trying to put a su- uh, stop to that. Yeah, and that's, Right, but he's but he's giving this preventative measure. Power, by the way, people are people are bigger, faster, stronger than they were in the seventies. They're just bit way I mean, bigger and faster. So, stronger. and you have like you have to change the rules to make keep these guys from not having debilitating injuries. But here's here's my concern: you can change the rules all you want, and it's still body slamming into bodies, body slamming on grounds. It's not just the helmet to helmet; it's everything that's going on physiologically within the body that causes the stress, that causes the mental issues, and the symptoms can have. There there are solutions to the symptoms. I don't know that there's necessarily a solution to the cause. Well, here's what we do. We're going to take a break, but listen to this. Ex-Baylor Hoops player tried to extort Redskins quarterback, RG3. Kwamla Sports Talk, we'll be back. We'll get into our last segment. This is some craziness. flagship station for sports voice america sports get ready to talk sports with the big guys tune in to lockdown coverage with keith lewis every tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team the players and what's next it's time to have fun with the game Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Crumb Life Sports Talk. We are back. This is our last segment, Hypnosis. Uh, we were going to talk about that, but let me read this first. A former, ba- a former Baylor basketball player is facing federal extortion charges for allegedly threatening to release derogatory information about Heisman Trophy winner Robert Griffin III unless he was paid. Richard Keimer heard 25-year-olds with rain money in federal court in Waco, Texas. His bond was set at $25,000. Is this American or not? Only in America. This guy, um, why would you do this now and not? If, if you had something on him, and if you were that type of guy, that type of person, why wait till he become who he's about to become? Because you got to wait till he gets a signing bonus, so it's more lucrative for you. He, he had a signing bonus uh, the, the middle of his college, his final college season. He, we already knew he was one or two. Who was going to go before him? I mean, um, before in the yeah. top two. So. We knew he was going to get well. You know the signing bonus are different now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think who was that guy in us? St. Louis. It was well, the last Sam one. Bradford. Sam and Bradford. Those are the last back. ones to get the big fifty, sixty thousand. Well, what what did he get? Fifty yeah. mil. Yeah. yeah. And then Matt Ryan got like thirty something before that, I mm-hmm. think. But but this this is crazy, man. What Griffin participated in the youth clinic part of the league rookie symposium this weekend was not available for comments. I if I was available for comment, I wouldn't make a comment. No, no. I'm like this guy's an idiot. Now I'm suing him. Now I'm yeah. suing this Unless idiot. it's true, slander my character. It doesn't yeah. matter. If it's true, what's the what's the what's, what's the, the purpose point? of bringing it out? I'm just saying some bad stuffs happened in Baylor over the past ten or fifteen years. So I mean, this is just like I hope that it's not true because he's he could be the poster boy for he could be the poster boy for the NFL in the next generation. No, you still got um. Ain't nobody perfect though. Man. Yeah, you're sure, in college, no, sure. You're young. You're in college. You're supposed to do something stupid. It depends on what. It depends on how stupid it is. I did. But yeah, no, you're right. I did about two or three stupid things. I wish I could take back a week, maybe. <laughs> They weren't on film though. We didn't have the media. We didn't have the, <laughs> no yeah. Twitter back this. then. I didn't film. We didn't film. Uh, we played a lot of Madden. Yeah, yeah we played yeah, a lot we, of. Uh, we didn't have camcorders and cell. I mean, you know, <laughs> video phones. So. And if you did, and you I'm so in. glad to. Kodak moments. That guy might. He might be some dusky. We had them cameras. Oh right. God! That's, really? That's messed up right there. Though. That's he, that's like up. his third one this today. That's messed it was, up. That's his stepfather, man. I yeah. Give me a hard time. God, you're racist. Jesus. Everybody know that. Everybody knows. <laughs> what? Uh, we're going to talk about something else. Uh, Ocho Cinco, I will be mm-hmm. a problem this year. Is that he tweets that out? Does that even make sense? I mean, when he was a Neanderthal, and we thought—I mean, I thought the guy was marketing himself, which he should do, because the NFL has a problem with us marketing with NFL guys marketing themselves because they don't get a dime of it, uh, not as much as they want. But when he was when he was that guy doing something week in and week out, he was on top of his game. Yeah. I mean, and the whole thing about how he would like cross off the uh, the the DBs that he was gonna burn that day and stuff, and like the yeah. the jacket. I mean, all of his dances and everything, the end zone dances were great. But he went to New England and was like, "Oh, this is how they play real football. Oh, I can't do this." I didn't so they, even know he was playing for New England. He's in, uh, yeah, yeah, I, for real. I forget that. But they do have him on a bench. Why did not use him? Because now, because he can't. He doesn't know a playbook. He 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 can't just run right. He can't run a nine every time. You know, he can't. Like it's. I don't know. I think that Bill Belichick scared him. I think Tom Brady, he realized how good Tom Brady was. But Miami can do whatever he wants because they got, what, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Moore, you know, well, David Garrard. Well, when That's you great. Got, when you got good quarterbacks and good coaches, your weaknesses are exposed. Sure. Yeah. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so when you know that you can be exposed, you don't never play up to the, your potential, you know, yeah. so... That's probably why he was not a, a non. Either, fi- yeah. either figure out a way to, to resolve the weaknesses, or you back it off. Exactly. Yeah. This is at the uh, NFL commission. Dad, 
I love you, but I will be a problem this year. All fine money this year will be collected from at Miami Dolphins management. He got fined ten thousand two thousand three. He got fined ten thousand dollars for uh, holding up a sign. Dear NFL, please don't find me again. Yeah. I don't. What is? Why would you? Why would you get fined for that? But why even put that out there? You get fined for a lot of antics. You can't celebrate in, in the end zone. Excessive celebrating. I got a problem with telling me I can't celebrate. As a, I, I was never that guy. But those guys work hard all off season. Uh, is their dream to possibly get in the end zone even one time, and you telling me don't celebrate? I understand well, excessive that's celebrating. That's selfish. That's I think. C- well, celebrating? I think it's, yeah, I think it's to to an extent. You know, did LT ever celebrate? LT, yes. No. LT. All he did was it was his flip with 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 his. Uh, what do you call that? That's nothing. That's celebrating. No, okay. He didn't, have to do that. he didn't pull a cell phone out of the out of the padding uh, of the goalpost. Guys are creative. Guys he, didn't, he, didn't propo- he didn't propose to a, he didn't propose to a cheerleader. He didn't do like all this stupid. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to come back and uh, apologize for calling you an idiot two weeks ago. But I'm glad I didn't. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I didn't because celebrating is celebrating. But you don't win the game when you score a touchdown. Remember, remember the the thing um, about it is they're mad at us. They're mad at the young guys now for being creative. Now you had Billy White Shoes Johnson. You had Washington uh, Redskins all, jumping in the end zone. All these guys doing all these end zone. Walter Payton. Yeah, they did the little. The all the Bears did the little high five. That's celebrating. But, but thing, now what we're about getting the creative. Leap? Isn't that a celebration? What's that's that? a tradition. What? That's a sanctioned. It's, that's it's, a sanctioned. What, 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 I know. I agree with you. And because we're getting creative, they want to start finding you for now. Because we got so creative that they say we can't celebrate together. You have to celebrate on your own. So you can't celebrate with someone. The last people okay. to celebrate together was the uh, um, was St. Louis when they did the little thing and then you know when they scored a touchdown. Oh, that Here's was the all the oh, they, the, uh, the Dirty Bird was the Atlanta Falcons. They celebrated. They did it all. Well, they did the Denver did the Mile High Salute. Yeah, you know yeah, which was only two people. Your, this celebrating yeah. on your own too. Well, it's not on your own when you get. If I get to jump in the stands in Green Bay, why can't jump in stands anywhere else? And not well, the be thing fine? is, it's called a game, and it's out there making money because it's entertainment. And I teach my guys that one of the things that they can anchor in what they just did that was really right was to celebrate in some way. Even my even my golfers, I call it party in the head because they can't go around jumping around on the golf course and stuff. But there is a way to celebrate in your right. head because that emotion is what anchors in what you just did that was great. But it's professional. Well, I do. Well, let me let me uh, real quick. I do apologize for calling Alex an idiot. It was uh, why not almost uncalled for, but really sometimes it. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, oh, when I was talking about Tiger Woods, oh, you talking knees? real stupid. Yeah, yeah. But how I was right? Yeah, I know. It's unfortunate right, for you. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, was. Tiger Woods' niece makes the LPGA tour oh, do it again. because of like, Tiger Woods. No, and He's I'm an no, idiot. no. Okay, okay. Wow, that's okay. not what I said. Uh, they were like, you know, blah, good for her, and uh, that is good for her. And I'm like, well, let's just see how many tournaments it takes for her to make the cut. There's got to be, if she doesn't cut it, now you if she doesn't cut it, then that means, I'm like, She got oh, to where she there, was because she was Tiger Woods. I didn't say that. I yes, said that she, she, she might, sure might have got a little help with the most powerful sports figure on the globe, how? on the planet. How? She can't, she can't get any help from him. No way in the world. You got an individual sport. Yeah, I know, but she can be on TV a lot, but she still has to play. She still has to put post her own numbers up, and then she doesn't even have her scorecard. Her playing partner has it, so there's nothing Tiger Woods can do for her, as far if as helping her game. If there Tiger was, Woods did made it a fact, uh, made it. If a, it was a, a draft. Point. If it was a draft, he probably could have got her drafted, but he can't keep her in the lead. Right, <laughs> he can't keep her there. But he made so it a point makes, not to even so get her. She business. makes the LPGA tour and doesn't make one cut. You think that that'll be? Oh, she made the tour, but she's not good no, enough. No, what they're gonna say is not her name. Tiger Woods' niece does not make the cut. They're not gonna say her name. 
But that doesn't have anything with her doing. If what she doesn't succeeding. perform on the LPGA tour. Then the bigger story is off. Tiger Woods' niece. It's not her name. Sydney. What's her name? Sydney. I forgot her name. But well, see, there's the matter. point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Isn't it Cheyenne? Cheyenne. Yes, it is Cheyenne. <laughs> Woo! All right, we got two minutes to break. Anything? Okay, we got that done. Yeah, we good. We good. What do you think about Roger Goodell doing what he's doing? Um, what is he doing now? <laughs> no, 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 no. About how Has he's he, trying to. Ever played the game? Was he a player? No. He just he went to school for. Um, he went to school so he for never played he a lawyer. Have. He never played. He the did game. it the right way. He, he's a lawyer. He's a big time lawyer. But that's the problem, though. He never played the game. So how do you sit there and find everybody and do all this stuff and can't nobody go over your head? Right. You know. So it's like you're I think the messiah of the that. NFL and you never played the game of football to so understand what we're going through and what we're doing. Sure. Even as a so I was talking more about the safety aspect. I wasn't talking about the oh, fine. Cause he, he I, cause I, right, because my, my because I agree. No, no, no. And I, I didn't clarify because I agree. I we, mean, got 30, we got 40 seconds. People Go getting ahead. hit and getting fined 50 grand for a hit that you know was was a football move, a football play. I understand that. But like the safety, the sanctions, like the changing of the, of the uniforms, the helmets, the padding, in theory, that's like, fine. They gotta be seen going up the extra mile, Deborah. Right. We gotta be. We gotta yeah. be safe. I mean, well, I'm yeah. just gonna, mad. They gotta I was be just gonna seen. Say, in some of those things too. Why wasn't part of the negotiation to create a team, create a board to make a that management, decision? A safety uh, management team. Yeah, something. So that's probably it the worst. I would assume. Yeah, it's gotta be. Well, the NFL is a joke. They gotta be seen going the extra mile. You don't care about the safety because we got a draft next year. I'll replace you next year. You're out. Next guy's in. Deborah Debris, Alex Clancy, uh, Cindy Liska. Uh, thank Marte Jenkins for stepping by. We got a bowling event. That's going to be posted up everywhere. We got guys and gals everywhere doing the, doing the sponsor. Cindy is going hard on it, though. Hey, Kwame Live Sports Talk. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week at this time. Alex might be running the show or Deborah. Who knows? Alex. Yo. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>